You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Now, what we're talking about, look, look, look what Paul said, pay close attention to yourself. Do you see this? Concentrate on your personal development. I shared that with you last week, but write this down. I said a couple of things Paul is saying. He's saying pay close attention to our lives. Is Paying close attention to our lives is of great importance. So you need to track your growth. If you don't chart your growth, how will you know when you've arrived? You have no idea why because you don't know where you're going. We must be on constant guard against every weight and sin that would try to destroy us. This is what he's saying. As I, as I stated last week, some things in your life aren't necessarily, necessarily sins. They are just weights, things that hold you down, things that stunt your growth, things that prevent you, prevent you from moving forward or advancing. Then he said we must watch this. See, this is so important. We must watch what we believe. And I gave you a brief synopsis of what he was talking about last week. Get that CD. We must watch what we believe. Uh, in other words, even with the teachings you are getting, when you, when you begin to align your friendships, you, uh, you need to ask yourself, do we have the same values, morals? Do we believe? Our, is, is our belief on the same plane? That's, that's my third point. Yeah, that's the, that's the last point, but I'm going to get to it in a minute. So, so number one, let's talk about this, our priorities. And most people are driven by distractions. Write this down, driven by distractions. And a person who lacks proper priorities is a person who's forever driven by distractions when your priorities are on the line. That, this simply means you're distracted. And I, I said this last week, and, and you've probably, probably never heard anyone say it because I haven't. But I submit to you that the root of distractions is selfishness. Self first. All about self. What self want, what self desire, what self can't live without. See, that's selfish. And, and, and because of that selfishness, now you are distracted. All because of self. You enjoyed your job when you were focused. It wasn't until you became selfish that now you hate it. I mean, the same one that you stood down here before the church and had on your prayer list, the place, the address, and, and how God did it. The same woman that you vowed before God and in the face of your friends, yeah, for, for bad or for worse, for, and for this and for that, rich and for poor, and now they done took out all that. They just said, until we can no longer deal with one another. It wasn't until you became selfish that it created a distraction in your relationship. Wandering eyes. Oh, ooh, uh, 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 that kind of got wet. These shoes done got wet. Let me get out that water. That... Write this down for priorities. Can I get Luke 10, 38 through 42 amplified? This is where we left off last week. Okay, I got some good minutes up there. This is good. Priorities can be defined as this. Having things in order of importance. Having things in order of importance. And let me say this. For the believer, the kingdom of God should have first precedence, precedence excuse me, in your life. For the believer now, seek ye first the 
kingdom, God's rule. In other words, for the believer, Christ should have, he, he should be at the, the front of everything I do, his influence. So when, you understand, when, when everything about you is influenced by Christ, you see it in the marketplace by your conduct, your character. It's seen in your stewardship over finances. I honor God first. I'm not going to squander all my money away, then come give God what's left over. No, I'm going to give him the best portion first, then I'm going to do everything else. Are you here? And I showed you on Wednesday night, as long as there are priests in the earth, you should be tithing. As long as Jesus is still living, you should be tithing. Okay, that's another message. I'm not talking about that today. About seven people like, up oh, there you go. So when we're talking about priorities, we're just talking about first things first. And for the believer, who should be first? Is that my opinion? Huh? Write it down. Matthew 6, 33. For those who think this is just my personal opinion, no. God should be first. And see, and when we keep him first, it will eliminate a whole lot of heartache and pain, unnecessaries. Had you only asked God about that woman? Had you only asked God about that job or that man? And let me say this, anything that takes you away from him being first, don't, that's not a blessing, that's a curse. I don't want the job if it takes me away from doing what I've been called to do relative to the kingdom. I don't want the woman if she's going to pull me away from my kingdom responsibilities. I boy, y'all are quiet today. Well, Pastor, you don't know how long I've been waiting, man. This is just my boo here. This is what I've been believing God for. You don't understand the principalities. <laughs> are you here? Let's read this out loud. Now, what are we talking about? Priorities. Notice, there, there are four things we need to concentrate on when it's time to reset. My progress. And again, all activity doesn't mean productivity. You can be busy and not be effective. And that's not you, but possibly the person sitting next to you is a part of that problem. They're busy. Again, it's not you, but they're never effective. Sometimes uh, when I'm at the gym and God, I, I pray for everybody and I see somebody, someone who I can tell who's working on something uh, and they get on the treadmill and they go real hard for about three minutes. Then they get off. I'm like, mm -mm. you were busy for about three minutes, but you, you weren't effective. But in their mind, girl, I went to the gym. Yeah, but what did you do when you went to the gym? Better yet, what did you do after you left the gym? I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Let me see. Let's start. I can tell some of y'all getting sister. See, now, see, you were doing good when you went to Luke. Go back to Luke. Stay in Luke. Uh, look, <laughs> now while they were on their way, Jesus entered. Come on, y'all. Y'all okay? Look at your neighbor. Say, read. Talk back to the man. The man trying to help you. Come on. Now. Continually was listening to his teaching, but Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern that, that no concern to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And, and you know what? Let's, let's get to the two verses. You know what a lot of people do? They try to make excuses. The Lord knows my heart that he knows this, he knows that. Lord, we're passing the oil. Such and such know. And this is what we're trying to say is get them to look at it from my point of view. 
Yeah, but kingdom is first. Let me say something. The mere fact that the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, he's not going to change it for you or me. Well, I'm special. You are the apple of his eye, but kingdom is still first. Are you here? Verse, the other two verses. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many. And, and that's what a lot of people, they're worried and anxious about so many things. You're distracted. Selfish. Help me. What I, what, what, what I, what I. But only one thing, notice he said, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage. So it's to your advantage to keep God first, to keep Christ the center of everything in your life, to honor him in every way. Are you here? Notice, again, I said this earlier, distractions are often signs of selfish desires, that sordid individual, only thinking about self. There are, distractions are oftentimes a sign of misplaced priorities. How can you say that? Because here, the master is here. And you are still busy doing something else. Not that Jesus wasn't concerned about her responsibilities, but she had them misplaced. And I submit to you, oh, here go a good point. Not just family members, but, but don't allow family members nor anyone else to pull you away from the most important thing. And, and, I, what, and even though it's not stated in the text, one could suppose that the reason why Martha asked Jesus because Mary turned her down. Mm, 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 mm. Well, that, see, now, if you, okay. Will you repeat what I said, Pastor, because I didn't get a good response off that. Just, come, can you come up here and just say what I just said? Because they, well, what makes you say that, Pastor? Why would, he, why, why would she ask Jesus? I submit, she asked uh, Mary a couple of times, Mary, help me. Girl, I, no, I'm doing what's first. Girl, I got Bible study tonight. Girl, I got such such tonight. Girl, I got the honor of God. Not gave you that. So since she turned her down, this is just something to chew on. Lord, tell her to help me. And Jesus just pretty much confirmed what Mary was doing. No, she's doing what's most important. I'm not going to change it for you. So write this down. Mary chose listening to the teachings of Jesus over helping her sister prepare food. Jesus responded that she was right because only one thing is needed. You know what that thing was? His teachings. It can also be said the kingdom of God. Kingdom first. Hmm. Matter of fact, this goes right in line with the words that Jesus spoke in Luke 4. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Are you here? To simplify this, it's frequently interpreted as spiritual values. Mary had her spiritual values in the proper place. And your spiritual values should be more important than material business such as preparation of food or doing other things. Not that they are, notice I said more important. Not, not that going to work is not important. It's important, but where is God at on this list? Boy, it's quiet. But the, the thing I love about this is that, and, and sometimes the reason I think he's using a, fam, a family here because family can, you know, because there's such love for family and we'll do anything for family. Uh, but Jesus says this, you know, he who doesn't hate his father or mother, not literally hate, but in comparison to your love for Christ, it appears as, as though you hate your parents. You, you're not worthy to be my disciple. That's why he said, I come to set a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law against each other, not literally, but because of your devotion, it will cause a separation. That's the seriousness of it. Are you here? Can I ask you a question? Are you like Martha? 
Listen to what I'm about to say. Have invited, have you invited Jesus in, into your home? Talking about your temple only to neglect him because you're too busy? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior only to show up Mother's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving? In other words, he hasn't been first since the day you accepted him as your Lord, accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Don't let that be you. Boy, that, that was a good, uh, okay. Martha's problem was not that she had too much work to do, but she allowed her work to distract her and pull her away. And that's most of us, you got more time than you can use. But since my priorities aren't adjusted, we are, we are, we are always crying for more time. What about the hour you sat on Facebook? Oh, well, I, got, I, I need my downtime. What about the, the hour you sat and gossip on the phone? Oh, that's my homeboy. What about the two hours you just did absolutely nothing? Pastor, everybody got to rest. See, always some, type, some lame excuse. You have to look at your plans. You have to look at your plans. You have to look at your plans. Because what happens, the, the reason why you need to check your progress, your priorities, uh, uh, because you, 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 from once you do all these things, you, okay, I need, to, I need to readjust my plans. And if you're in that place where you're tired and agitated constantly and drifting, you're in a rut. The rut of routine. And see, here's the thing. You can do something so long that you're no longer even conscious that it's not even working for you. You, you just, you, you're, just, you're, you're just doing it. You're, you're no longer conscious that this is not working. And what happens, it breeds frustration because in your mind, I'm doing it. But you, you, uh-uh. you need to reset. Because if you've done this this long and it's not working, you need to, you need to reset. Hmm. Proverbs 26, 11. Write this down. Where there's a failure to recognize lack of progress, you become stuck in routine. When there's a failure to recognize the lack of progress, you've become stuck in a routine. <clears throat> Notice earlier, and, and here's the thing about when you don't realize you're in that rut. You start drifting. Notice I said, then some even adopt those old, unhealthy habits. As a dog goes back to its vomit, so a fool repeats his... I want you to re read this out loud. So a fool repeats his stupidity. Why would you go back to the very thing that detests you, the, the very thing that, that made you sick, the very thing that you vowed, I would never do this again. The very thing that upset your stomach anyway. That's a foolish person. Anybody ever been there, done it? You've heard this testimony. I never could drink like dark liquor, like Crown Roar, you know, all that stuff. I couldn't drink anything that was dark. I always puke it up. I don't know why. Back in my drinking days. And I, I mean, while I'm drinking, I'm good. But at the end of the night, I'm hugging the toilet. Like, Ugh. Well, you stand on your tiptoe. <laughs> You'd be like, Lord, I mean, really? I mean, dog, man, I mean, I get the message, man. <laughs> and the whole time you, you're thinking, man, if I could just, oh my God, Lord, if I could, Lord, if you just get it all, I, Lord, I, 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 Lord I, I won't drink another day, Jesus. <laughs> then, then, like DJ Quick, by nightfall, I'm back at it again. <laughs> but the, in other words, when you know how that thing made you feel, why go back to? Uh, and some of the stuff that not you, but possibly the person next to you, next to you did, 
and the Lord delivered you, I don't never want to see them days again. Okay, I got two witnesses. And see, again, and see, here's the thing. You can get so comfortable with routine that you think you have become immune to slippage. You, nobody's immune. Let me show you. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 message. What did Timothy encourage Paul? Man, check your personal development. So periodically, we need to do a personal assessment. Am I growing? What's my spiritual acts of worship look like? Do I pray like I used to? Do I study the word? Are you here? And we've talked to you some years ago, even under this dispensation of grace. That doesn't mean we just live like foolish people. Are you here? Don't be so naive and self-confident. Now, hold on. Be self-confident. The Bible encourages us. He said, don't think more highly than you ought to. Think highly of yourself, but know where the line is. I want to say that for all the Jews. Pastor, I know the Sunday. And Pastor Rex's homily, he mentioned that the Lord said that I shouldn't be self-confident. Now, based upon what I've been getting from you, now, you told me to be confidence, and he said, don't have any common sense, which, is, <laughs> you know, they, they start lying on me then. He passed it. <laughs> have self-confidence, okay? Look at what he's saying here. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. Do you see this? You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate Godfidence, God confidence, cultivate. In other words, yeah, I, I, there's, you, so you have to have confidence in yourself, but I got more confidence in the God that's in me than I do in myself. That's the point. And when I trust God, he keeps me from falling. Now unto him that's able to keep me from. In the original Greek, that word follow means sin. Are you here? So don't be so naive. We say this is time to reset my life. See, it, it's time to, to, to just to stop and do a spiritual assessment. What's my walk look like? How often do I attend worship? Am I one who honors God with the tithe, recognizing that he is Lord of my life? Am I one who honors God with an acceptable seed? Am I one who honors God with, with, with being a part of my local body? Do I participate? A am I involved or do I just show up on Sunday? Oh, it got real quiet on that one. You have to check the people, man. You have to check your people in your life. You have to look at the people. The problem is that many people are unaware of their ability to cut the wrong people out of their lives. You're not a good discerner if you can't recognize bad people. Your perception is flawed. <laughs> oh, you can see the bad in everybody else. He not, girl, he not good for you. <laughs> Didn't they give you that old religious church look? Him not your style. That's, that's how they talk. Him not. <laughs> well, you just wanna... then, then you're like, well, what about the person that you're with? Oh, he's a work in progress. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Cletus. Look. It's, look, look, listen. It's easy to get comfortable, develop attachments, and really not see the damage that the negativity is doing in your life. See, that's when you've gotten in that rut. You don't even recognize that they're not good for you. 
1 Corinthians, one of my favorite verses, 1533, God's word. Man, be a discerner. That should be part of your prayer. Father, I thank you that I attract, what was that when you plan your seat? Did I only attract the right people into my life? We used to say this all the time. Remove, reveal, and expose anybody that's not good for me. We need to adopt that again. Lord, reveal, remove, and expose anybody that's not for my best interest. Boy, y'all, y'all should clap better than that. Y'all, the, all the people not clapping, not ready to let them go. And they're not ready to let it go. They're not ready to let it go. Now, and just let me insert this right here. Now, there are some people in your life that you are to help, assist, to pull them up. Because there's somebody in your life that's pulling you up. But you have to be able to recognize who those individuals are. And me helping you doesn't mean that we got to hang out all day, every day. Boy, ah, uh, Chris is Chris be, be doing some stuff that make me think like, man, I don't know where they got that from, where they got that. Are you here? Because here's the thing. People are frustrated, says McCain, but they're not doing what the word says do. I'm just so frustrated with life. Look at the people. Well, well, uh, well, 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 ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Was that Kevin Hart was doing that concert? <laughs> Don't let anyone deceive you, man. Associating with bad people will ruin, will corrupt good habits. The wrong people will corrupt good habits. Now, we just seen, don't deceive you. Well, I'm strong. I pray in the Holy Ghost every day. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't deceive yourself. Write this down. The wrong environment can be the biggest impediment to your success. Dwelling in the wrong environment can be the biggest impediment to your success. And on the flip side of that, dwelling in the right environment can be the biggest asset to your success. Are you here? Here goes something. <laughs> See, you know, you have associates, you have people you know, you have friends. So you have to be able to distinguish and know how to put right people in the right co- compartment. Hmm? And you have to know where to place people in your life. Like, you've probably heard this, and I've said it some time ago. You know, it's, it's like a house, putting furniture in a house. You don't put a sofa in the bathroom. I hope not, do you? Somebody, oh, you got a big one. Yeah, but you know what I mean, though. So. You know what I mean? And what's the purpose of it next to the. To, what, okay, I, I heard that. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Let me use another. You don't put a stove in the bathroom. Is that better? That's better. Okay, okay. No, no, that makes more sense. He preaching now. He preaching now. <laughs> hey, man, however you get it. Man. Hey, look. So, so, look, you don't put the refrigerator in your closet, do you? So you have to, well, some do. I guess if, if you hide snacks, I guess you will. <laughs> See, there's another one. See? That can be questioned. It all depends <laughs> how big your closet is. <laughs> hey, man. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, does your inner circle of friends share the same values of you with you that you do? Excuse me. Do y'all say the same values? Do y'all share the same values? 
because we should look alike. What about their beliefs? I said this earlier. Are our beliefs on the same plane? Notice earlier Timothy said, be careful of the teachings. And at the beginning of that verse, he said, in latter times, there are going to be people who will not have a stomach for sound doctrine. And you got Christians now riding with anything that goes. I mean, everybody doing it, Pastor. It's, it's the 21st century. That's, that's just, just, you just got to change with the times. <laughs> Methods change, but God's word remains the same. Yeah, we may do some things differently, but we, we're not changing the word. Bad company means bad company. In, in, in 1818, 1918, and 2018, bad company, corrupt good habits mean the same thing. Are you here? 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 15. And this does not relate to boyfriend and girlfriend, relationships in general. Do you see this? Do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Hold on. This is what constitutes an unbeliever. Two individuals who have opposing beliefs. Two individuals who don't share the same beliefs. So you can have two confessing Christians who don't share the same beliefs. So in that sense, we're not equally yoked. Why? Because you believe one thing, I believe something else. You believe in having multiple wives simultaneously. I believe in loving the one you're with. Did I say that right? You believe in, when you get distracted, invite others in. Oh, Lord, I just hit a nerve. I don't, that's not a good one either. You believe in honoring God. You believe in, man, we'll, we'll, God will get it when I get it. What I mean by that, you know, you know, whenever I have extra, whenever we have extra, this, this is, boy, I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm, I, I'm just trying to make it in layman's terms. Y'all looking at me like I did something. Do not be unequally yoked, bound together with unbelievers. Listen to this. Do not make mismatched alliance, matched alliances with them inconsistent with your faith. Why are you dwelling with people whose values, lifestyle is inc- inconsistent with your faith? Because if all my friends are still partying, guess what you're going to end up doing? Going back to that same nonsense. If they into nonsense, guess what you're going to end up doing? Do not be deceived. Bad company. And let me say this. You hear me say this all the time. There are a lot of good people, but everybody's not good for me. You have to know who's good for you. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com. Or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.